Hi, everybody. Welcome to my home. <laughs> wow. Wow. If you're watching on video, that is. Yeah, that's true. If you're not, then you don't get to see where we are. But we're currently in my parents' basement, and they have a movie room. So we're going to be here at their house for the next three months, two and a half months-ish, mm -hmm. um, because I have an internship here. And so that means we get to enjoy this movie room and actually watch our content on like a projector, mm -hmm. theater projector, which will be really fun and has been fun today. Yeah, we watched uh, both of our things this like today in this very room. And it was, uh, you know, honestly, it gets really hard to not get sleepy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like we're watching Food Wars and I was like, I'm tired. Yeah, it's, it's very dark. It's a little cold. We got blankets. The yeah, you're like reclined. real cozy. You got your snacks. Yeah. It's very comfortable. Yeah. There's no windows. It's just... Surround it's sound. Just, yeah. It's yeah. just the movie, the sound. Oh, It's a great experience. Yeah. We hope we uh, described it well enough for you audio listeners. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And shout outs to... Today is Mother's Day. Shout out to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> because she called us and was like, let me know all the snacks you want. What's your candy preferences? And just like stocked up this room for us. Yeah. Shout out to all the moms out there. Yeah. It's going to be Tuesday by the time this comes out. But yeah. hope everybody had a fantastic Mother's Day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So to introduce us, if you're new to Content Swap. So my name is Aaliyah. My name is Parker. And pretty much every week we assign each other some sort of content to engage with. That person has to engage with that content. And then we come back here and talk about our thoughts, our feelings, share a few facts. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what we do. And then we assign next week's content at the very end. Which I did not pick. <laughs> I forgot. I've got mine. <laughs> okay. Um, well, why don't you go ahead and get started? Okay. So to get us started, uh, dearest listener... I was assigned the Hannah Montana movie <laughs> created in 2009 uh, for, <clears throat> as this week's assignment. So if you're not familiar with what Hannah Montana is, um, it stars Miley Cyrus, who you may know as a famous musical artist these days. So Hannah Montana started on the Disney Channel as a TV show. It stars Miley Cyrus, who plays Miley Stewart. She is a teenage girl with a secret pop star persona called Hannah Montana. And she puts on a blonde wig. Nobody knows it's her. And she's insanely popular. So the movie, I believe, takes place around halfway through the show. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing, as we're seeing and watching the movie, is starting to get a little carried away. As she's living a double life and noticing this, her father... Robbie Ray Stewart, played by Billy Ray Cyrus, her actual father, <laughs> brings her back to her hometown of Crowley Meadows, Tennessee, to reconnect with her roots. Uh, while there, she does some farm work. She connects with the locals, which includes a young buck named Travis Brody, who she offhandedly mentions to that she knows Hannah Montana because she's from California. And he's like, oh, you're not going all California on us, are you? Um, anyway, her father also starts to get comfy with the next-door neighbor. And as things progress, it turns out that a developer wants to take their small, charming rural town and build a shopping mall, so they need to raise money to save the town. 
Now, Travis, knowing Miley knows Hannah Montana, suggests that she reach out to Hannah to do a concert to help raise the money. And following this, Travis tells Hannah that, well, Miley agrees to, sorry, Hannah agrees to do it. And following this, Travis meets Hannah and he tells Hannah immediately that he likes Miley and wants to ask her out tonight. But Lily, Miley's best friend, who is currently disguised as Hannah to keep up the lie, agrees to go to the mayor's dinner that night. So this results in Miley needing to swap between her date with Travis and the mayor's dinner, which results in Travis finding out that she's lying and Robbie Ray having to tell the neighbor that he's all comfy with that he doesn't have room for her in his life because he needs to protect Miley's secret. And Miley still goes ahead with the concert. You know, she's all sad. They sing a song about a caterpillar becoming a butterfly and all that. And it's like real cute and stuff and, you know, warms your heart. Um, she goes ahead with the concert and partway through it, she's like, nah, this ain't working. Like, guys, I'm not Hannah. She takes her wig off and she's like, I'm Miley. And then she performs true to herself. And then the townspeople love it. And then they're like, you know what? Um, go ahead, keep it a secret. Stay lying, stay hiding things, girl. It's fine. And then she kisses Travis and they're all happy the end (laughs) that's the that's the movie yeah there are some side characters to throw in there as well i mean there's there's this british tabloid writer named oswald who's following her throughout the movie because he's trying to get some dirt on hannah montana and her friend lily having been upset with her at the beginning of the movie because at the beginning uh, lily is having her sweet 16th birthday party on the santa monica pier and Hannah, Miley as Hannah is leaving something. She's leaving an event where she was fighting over some shoes with Tyra Banks and they got into a straight up fight. Uh, she's leaving that event and they're getting followed by Oswald, the tabloid guy, and she's dressed as Hannah. So he knows that Hannah's in the car, but she needs to show up to her best friend's party as Miley. So she is like, well, you know what? I'll just show up as Hannah and say, hey, I'm like BFFs with Lily. And so she does that. And Lily's like, wow, now nobody cares about the fact that it's my birthday. All they care about is the fact that Hannah Montana's here. So Lily is upset with her. And the tabloid guy kind of catches Lily and is like, hey, uh, tell me something about Hannah Montana and like, you know, where's she from? And she's like some place called Crowley Meadows or whatever. So he ends up like when they later go to Crowley Meadows, he ends up being there and he's asking people. There's a funny part where he goes to the farmer's market and he shows the, a guy a picture of Hannah Montana. He's like, do you know this girl? And the guy's like, yeah, I don't live under a rock. That's Hannah Montana. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't think this guy in Crowley Meadows would know who Hannah Montana is, but right on. And uh, so, and like, you know, he's he's kind of there to just be like a cartoon character who's just always trying to catch her in the background. And they play up a lot of like physical comedy with his character of him like falling off a whole cliff and into a pool of mud because they sent her or she sent him on a wild goose chase to some abandoned cabin in the woods. And yeah, it just there's a lot of like, you know, Disney slapstick 
physical humor throughout. Her brother is a character in this. His name is Jackson. And his whole thing during this movie is that he's teaching some kids about the wildlife of Tennessee. It wasn't really clear to me. Like he's they're making this big deal about how he's now going to college, but it's like he's in Tennessee and he's got this friend with a ferret and they have their cousin. Sure. And and they've got an ostrich and there's an alligator and like he gets straight up attacked by the alligator. Like the alligator bites his butt, but you know, it's like implied that it bites his butt and then he goes like swimming with the alligator and then it happens again. And it's like this again, like it's a cartoon, but it's not a cartoon. It's live action. But we were both watching this like, well, he'd be dead, you know? Um, Anyways, that's that's kind of like the whole thing. Um, you know, she has this romance with Travis, which felt like, I guess, the development of which felt like maybe the realest part of the movie. Because everything about this is, to me, like, very Disney-fied. It's very cheesy. It's mm-hmm. not... I don't know how to take it seriously. It's like, it's, it's like Disney does country in 2009. Mm-hmm. which is when this movie came out. So, like, that's exactly what it was, and that's what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything that you would like to say before I say more? Um, I don't think so. I think the movie, because I think at this time, so I'm trying to, like, remember my Hannah Montana knowledge, which I probably should have looked it up, but I think at this time, so after this movie came out, she came out with an album that either before this movie or right after this movie where she had like a Hannah Montana album, but then the other side of the CD was Miley, like Meet Miley Cyrus, mm-hmm. where she like started making music as Miley. And that was kind of like her entry point into like, okay, I want to shed this like Hannah Montana image and like start just making my own music. Yeah. And then from there, it like further just like branched off. And that's when you get like Party in the USA and all that kind of stuff, like a little bit later. Um, yeah, it was only like. A couple years later, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think that was, like, the purpose of this movie is to, like, prepare people for, like, she's now wanting to do Not Miley. Not Montana Exactly. Anymore. And so it's, like, because I looked at, I did get clarification. So this came after season three. So the next season after this was the final season. Okay. So, um, yeah. So it, I think that was what the purpose of the movie was, is, like, let's slowly shed this Hannah Montana to prepare people for that so that now we can focus more on like who Miley is. Mm. Okay. I did have a, like I predicted partway through the movie. I'm like, oh, she's going to reveal her secret to the world and it's like, it's going to be so obvious and Mm -hmm. that's going to be like the falling action of the movie is that like Oswald reveals it to the world or whatever Mm. and then she's like, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. I'll reveal it to the world. You know what? Turns out that would have been like too much plot for this movie (laughs) so they didn't do that. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird because like at the end the like resolution is like just keep being Hannah. We won't say anything. Yeah. And it's it's like, like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I think it all boils down to what her publicist yells out to her which is, if you don't keep being Hannah, you'll never have a normal life. And that seems to be like the primary motivation for why she even does the Hannah Montana thing Mm -hmm. so that she can just be herself in spaces Mm -hmm. and not be, you know, harassed by people like Hannah Montana is Mm -hmm. or not harassed, but I mean, you know, like like crazy approached by fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) 
what are your thoughts what, what on are I mean, thoughts? Kind of, kind of of my thoughts you want to hear my thoughts your thoughts but <laughs> what are your like well so thoughts? so i kind of realized quickly um you know i i've said in the past like i really like watching these things like from your childhood that i never would have watched because Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had a, uh, more female childhood than I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause I am male and, um, you know, like I enjoy, I've enjoyed watching, um, uh, gosh, what did we watch recently? Like life size. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one that we watched recently? I don't remember. Well, we've been on it for too long. But, yeah, you know, yeah. Life Size, the Tyra Banks, like, Barbie doll coming to life movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoyed watching that. So I kind of, like, mm-hmm. was really enjoying watching these things that, like, yeah, I never would have watched as a kid because I grew up with, like, you know, a boy liking boy things. And um, so I thought maybe I would kind of enjoy this mm-hmm. because of that. Um, but I, I, I soon realized, like as we got into it that I was like, no, I don't really like this. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's fair. So for a little context, so I was 12 when this movie came out. Mm. So I was like phasing out of Disney. Like I wasn't engaging with Disney content as much. And so like the, when Hannah Montana first came out, I liked the show. I thought it was cute and I thought it was funny. Was I like a huge part of the fandom? Like, was I trying to like be out there as like, I love Hannah Montana. No. I'm, I you sure? Think, I don't think so. Okay. I think I might have tried to get Hannah Montana tickets. All right. All <laughs> but right. I don't know. I don't. But I feel like I feel like it was very short lived because I was starting to get a bit older. Mm-hmm. And so, because I can't, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I think Hannah Montana might have been the last Disney thing okay. that I watched. Because at that after that point, it was like, okay, I'm watching other stuff. Like, I don't want to watch Disney Channel. So, I think leading up to the movie. When the movie came out, I think I, w- I think I went and saw it with friends in theaters. But I think at that point, I was like, oh, well, I've, I've seen the previous seasons, but, like, I'm not super into it. But I just, like, want to go see yeah. the movie because, like, you know, we grew up. That's, like, like we, the end of yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. like we, we saw the first few seasons. Yeah. And so I, like, don't remember in the theater. I think in the theater I thought it was really cute. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, that's so cute. But I don't, I mean, I, I definitely didn't think it was, like, you know, some fantastic movie. But I will say, watching it today, I was like, oh, this is, like, worse than I remember. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's... Yeah, I was like, mm. huh. <laughs> like, I remembered it being this, like, super cute, heartwarming girl goes back home. I mean, I'm from the South, so, yeah. you know, I love anything with, like, some sort of farm aspect to it. Like, being out on the farm, taking care of the horses, chickens, all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I just, like, I remembered it in a much better light than, like... And maybe that's just me being older now and being mm. like, this is so cringe. Yeah, it was pretty cringe. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, I watched a lot of Disney Channel growing up. But, it, yeah, for me, I think around when I was 12 years old, that's when yeah. I stopped watching it. And when I was 12, that was 2006. Mm. So I was 15 when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Hannah Montana. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed like That's So Raven. That's So Raven was hilarious growing it's up. It's still hilarious. Um, but That's yeah. So Raven's such a unique show. Right. But like, yeah, Hannah Montana, I think <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I was reflecting in my notes. I'm like, yeah, I think it is because like this came out when I was 15 yeah. years old. Yeah. And I would not have liked this when I was 15. Yeah. So I think that kind of helps, like, 
shape some of my taste yeah. and why I probably would not like this yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, as somebody who was 15 when this came out, mm-hmm. um, didn't like it then. Don't really like it now. Yeah. That being said, I mean, there, you know, by the end of it, I was like, okay, I liked this more than I did halfway through watching mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Halfway through watching it, I was like, oh, you know, th- like this is pretty dumb. Um, yeah. But then, like, they have my favorite dumb part is probably when Travis finds out that she is Hannah Montana <laughs> because simultaneously so she she walks through one of those revolving doors that goes in a circle yeah she walks through that and pulls her wig off at the same time and on the opposite side of the door is a little girl who's a huge fan of Hannah Montana and she sees this and they both spin around they both go in this revolving door in a full two rotations yeah. of like r- sitting in this revelatory fact of like, oh no, this little girl saw me. But then Luke, or not, not, not <laughs> His Luke, real name is Lucas. His name is Travis. Lucas Till, yeah, uh, is, is the actor. But uh, Travis then goes in where the little girl was and he sees this happen. You know, he's getting in on the, on the revelational, uh, revolving door action <laughs> yeah it was so ridiculous I was like they've been in this revolving door for like 10 minutes yeah, like she why does, don't they just get out she does like four full rotations before she gets out um, it's such a dramatic scene too and you're like oh no yeah and like before that when she was doing the whole switcheroo between the date and the mayor's dinner like I wrote down that they were doing a whole like double switcheroo um, kind of like uh, a Disney Channel version of like Scooby Doo, like popping in through doors mm. and out of doors. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, it was too much. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, so yeah, like it just wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't very good. Um, That's fair. Yeah, no, this this note right here says, "I'm sorry, but this is dumb." <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't want to like come at this movie too hard because it's a Hannah it's, Montana yeah, movie, you know? It's a G-rated movie. It's G-rated? It's G-rated. Oof. Okay. <laughs> um, golly. <laughs> I guess, you know, like I was, I was kind of thinking about like, what is it about this that I'm like, no, but Twilight was coming out at the same time. Mm. Like the first Twilight came out in 2008. And then they came out with one of those like every single year, pretty yeah. much through every year that I was in high school. Yeah. And, you know, I make this whole argument about like, you know, I was 15, wouldn't like it, Hannah Montana. Psh. Yeah. But Twilight, I, I saw all those movies in theaters, except but for the very first one. Twilight's, Twilight's still, like Twilight is for older, like I feel like you're te- like 15. It's more for our demographic. Because yeah. yeah. I mean, Twilight is just like a watered down Fifty Shades of Grey at the end of the day. It well, like literally is. Well, I mean, yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey it's is inspired. more like yeah. a more saucy Twilight because yeah. that's how it was yeah. made. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel like Twilight was Twilight's a bit different than Hannah. Mont- like Hannah Montana is still very, very childish. But yeah, once you get into Twilight, you're going, you're getting like I think of like all the things that kind of spun from Twilight, like your Teen Wolf and that sort of thing. It's like yeah. more high school age. People. Yeah, Hannah Montana is more in that vein of like the Jonas yeah. Brothers and Wizards of Waverly Place, yeah. which is like, 
yeah, I was just way too old to yeah. enjoy that thing. So and, I guess yeah. I'd maybe enjoy this more if I had the nostalgia for it. Yeah. Like I have nostalgia for, you know, Xenon, yeah. which is like not great. And it, somebody who's probably older than me thinks it's dumb, but because oh, Xenon's liked so it, great. <laughs> huh? I said Xenon is so great. <laughs> right. We say that. <laughs> I know. How it's great is it really? Just, you yeah. know, we're like Xenon God. <laughs> Xenon God. <laughs> uh, and we enjoy that. Right. <laughs> but like, you know, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Hannah. Yeah. Yeah. Montana. Yeah. Um, I think what made Hannah Montana so interesting was the spectacle around her. Because, like, I feel like there was no Disney Channel star. I feel like she was the first Disney Channel star where people lost their minds over her. Like, really? in terms of, like, like going to concerts and things like that. Like, people, yeah, people no, I mean, loved I Hillary remember Duff. that. Yeah, people loved Hillary Duff. They loved Raven. However, they were like, it's just you just liked the content that they made. You didn't necessarily like fangirl over them. Yeah, like all these Disney Channel stars were also simultaneously like releasing their own music albums. Yeah. But this was like focused on the music. Yeah. As and her I, character. Yeah. And I feel like Hannah Montana was just like, she just like covered. I don't know. She was just like such a pop culture moment. And it, I mean, I, I, I kind of get it because like, and it does appeal to kind of like every girl in America. Yeah. Like the one it's, she's kind of got the poppy vibe for the ones that are from like the city. And then she's got the country vibe for those that are in the country. Yeah. Like it makes sense. And and because she had this whole double identity of being Miley and Hannah, it's like you could see yourself as her because you're like, Oh, she's a normal girl versus like you're trying to attain this like pop star, perfect pop star, like persona. Yeah. I could see how that, printed money <laughs> oh yeah yeah but um but no i feel like I, going back to your like twilight point yeah i think at this at this time it was like all right we're at the movie i'm gonna watch it because i've seen the previous seasons which i mean hamilton is a cute show i do like i still stand by that like it's a very cute show watch that but then because i was getting older that's when i started to flip and i dove deep into twilight and like read all the books and then like from there it was like that's all the kind of content I would like Twilight Hunger Games that was my yeah. thing I'd watch like MTV and then like it was like Disney what like what is that <laughs> yeah I, I mean I don't know that's like when Zendaya I think was on uh, Disney yeah. at that point right and yeah. I didn't even know that until <laughs> I told you <laughs> yeah I'm like what I was like yeah like Jake Paul had a Disney show Jake one Paul? Point. oh was that the like the YouTuber? the YouTuber, yeah, Logan Paul's Channel? brother, yeah, he was on Disney Channel. Oh, show. I was thinking of Logan. I was like, no, yeah, the Di- problematic well, dude. <laughs> they're both problematic. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jake was on a Disney Channel show. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, no it I mean, I guess happened. I yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. I also, well, <laughs> yeah, I was also gonna say, um, like, so I never watched the show, like ever. Yeah. I think maybe I caught like one episode at my friend's house. Um, do they not do the same shtick like all the time? Like, like in this movie, yeah. she has a date with Travis, but she also has to be somewhere else. And there's yeah. like the stress of having to be in two places at once. I'm like, did they not do that? Like there, there's got, I think there's like a, what, 120 episodes of the show. Yeah. Like, did they not do that in the show? Like, did, how do you... Yeah. How do you make 120 episodes of this? I mean, like how the uh, <laughs> like how the Olsen twins, Mary Kate and Ashley, are doing that you know similar thing yeah. of like switching, switching it up it like out. all the time. Yeah, you know? 
I mean, I think, and I, I like my memory of Hannah Montana is so fuzzy for some reason, but I feel like it wasn't just it like it wasn't always like a, oh she has to be in two places at once and but like she's both Miley and Hannah type of like it wasn't like a switcheroo type of thing like that. I feel like it was a lot of like you have Miley who's like going through something at school like I don't know she's getting bullied or something like that and it's like the joke is that like oh she's Hannah Montana but yet she's getting like bullied or something like that yeah and then I don't know what like that resolves and then at the end of the episode she goes to perform or something like that like I, I feel like it wasn't always like a uh but I feel like it wasn't always like a oh she has to be Hannah and has to be Miley in one episode flip yeah, flop yeah. I think sometimes it focused like more on the Miley side or focused more on the Hannah Montana okay, side okay so there was kind of like a cut off yeah between the two lives yeah that was not like I guess maybe the point of the movie is to make that to muddy that line a little bit yeah but there are definitely episodes that are like kind of this like reveal moment like I think one of the very first episodes is Lily finding out that she's Hannah Montana right and then like eventually like Oliver finds out she's Hannah Montana and it's like you know, you have some of those moments in there, but yeah, I don't think they do that same, like the same thing that they did in the movie okay. in the episodes. I was surprised that they didn't include more of like the main cast from the show mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you have any insight on what that was about? I have no clue. Yeah. I, yeah they like I make cameos and they're like there, but then it's like, they just sweep them under the rug and they're like, we're doing Tennessee, baby. Yeah. I guess they were like, I mean, you're really not necessary. What are you going to do? <laughs> Which I don't even know why they had Jackson in there because it's like, he did nothing in the whole did, movie. He did do nothing. And like his scenes are very like jarring. Cause it's like, what does this have to do with anything? Uh, yeah. They just like cut in one shot of him, like having a fight yeah. with an ostrich. They're probably one point, like, just people, cause. yeah, they're probably like, people will be mad if we don't show Jackson. So let's just, put some him in some scenes and call it a day all right i don't know well do you have any idea of like where the rest of the show went after this oh my gosh i don't yeah i like i don't i cannot think of any of the episodes after this like i i stopped watching so i want to say at some point i don't know i don't even want to give wrong information i think at some point she stops being hannah montana oh yeah you should have can you look it up yeah i can look it up um, I think at the very you need end, to know how it all ends. I know there was like some like love triangle that was happening uh, at some point, like maybe in the last season. I don't know. Yeah, because like I thought that this movie was made to like conclude the show. I guess it's more supplemental with the show. I also want to know, like you know, at the end of this movie, I'm you know I'm I'm saying I'm as somebody who was like, oh, I'm not that interested in this. I'm like, I want to know this. I want to know that. Um, At the end of this movie, she has this whole relationship with Travis where they kiss and whatnot. Does that carry into the show? Does Travis get erased? This I do know. So both Miley's love interest and her dad's, that, like, this was just it. That that was it? It does not carry into the show. At least from what I saw. So, um, is the movie canon? (laughs) I mean, I think so. (laughs) I don't know. Good question. So I looked up how did the series end, and it says in the finale, Miley Stewart reveals to her best friend Lily that she'll be skipping out on college in order to pursue an acting job. Um, she surprises her BFF when Lily walks into her college dorm and realizes her roommate is Miley. It's a really sweet ending. So I guess she wanted to do acting and then ends up just going to college with Lily. Or maybe the acting was that she decides she's going to act as Miley. <laughs> Miley is her new character. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, so yeah, it, should, it ends with them going to college. Okay. Okay. 
well, I guess all I can say is I completely understand why she um, chose to shed this Disney image from yeah. her career. Yeah. Um, yeah, good for her. The, I uh, mean, she, it was, I feel like for her, it was like probably, it was a struggle to shed that image because people wanted her to stay that. Yeah. And she like wanted to get old, like be older, be an adult. And they're like, do you remember when they, like, there was a whole, she did a photo shoot for, like, a magazine that was, like, she was nude, but she wasn't, sh- like, nothing was showing. It was kind of, like, the side of her body, if I remember. Okay. And people lost it. And yeah, they were like, what that. is she doing? And her dad was like, literally, she's, like, growing up. Because they were like, why would you let her do that? And yeah. she's like, she's growing up. Like, yeah. and this is a very tasteful way to, like, do this. Yeah, I mean, she did end up having to go in, like, the complete opposite direction to basically make her statement that she is not yeah. Hannah Montana anymore. Yeah. Um, but, and, I like, it's, I think she's, you know, very successfully just shed the whole thing. Yeah, but I also feel like, I feel like because, this is, okay, this is just my own opinion. I feel like because it was so impossible to shed that image, I feel like that's what led to, like, these like eras of Miley that we get like you like Hmm. I feel like I told my friend this I was like it always feels like she's in an identity crisis like she doesn't fully know who she is like what she wants to be and so it's always just a test and not that you have to be one person for the rest of your life but I feel like every single album is a test of like do I like this do I like this version of me like because you had like bangers which was such a specific Miley yeah then like after that you had like there was like a punk rock version of Miley and then you had like country Miley and then you had like whatever Miley we're in now and I'm like is that just a product of just like her experience of having to like do so much to just shed this image or like I don't know or maybe it's just her having fun I don't know my image of Miley Cyrus these days is that she is just like one of the best singers in the music industry or like you think that I don't (laughs) okay no shade to Miley all right let me let me back up she has an incredible voice and so she makes music with that voice and so that was just my idea of her. Like, mm. she's not Hannah Montana anymore. She's just like, she's got a great voice, and so she makes music with that voice, akin to Lady Gaga, but not quite up, not quite up there with Lady Gaga. Like, mm-hmm. Lady Gaga probably is one of the best singers in the whole world. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like, yeah. kind of going for the same thing, mm. and maybe she's doing all these different things to kind of say like, I can do it all. Maybe. Yeah. I just feel like it doesn't work for her oh which is the th- like i feel like one i don't know anybody who's like i'm a miley cyrus fan because it's like what does that even mean like because like she has a different way of doing things for every album and i feel like they're never fully developed like they're never fully developed so there's there's not an album that i'm like oh i love this miley cyrus album hmm. it's like there's albums that have like a single on there that i love yeah. but it's like her sound is so different and everything i can't like i'm i can't be a fan because it's like what is like what is her music? Like, what is her music? You know, like, what, I mean, what is the, what is the sound that would make me a fan? My impression of what her music is is like the uh, "We Can't Stop, We Won't Stop." She's and way past. That. I know, I know, I know. And the <laughs> "I Came In Like a Wrecking Ball," like that is just like so that's my just bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bangers. I mean, she should just. She I should mean, not go back to that because no. that was problematic in so many ways. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's kind of like. You know, 
where she left off in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. There were a lot of problematic things about that era of Miley. Granted, though, I will say Bangers had some hits. <laughs> yeah, it did. And out of all her albums, I probably like the Bangers album the most. That's what I'm saying. But I say that clutching like my pearls i get like i don't know i say that with like a uh, i don't uh, i don't want to i don't want to say that because there's so many things wrong with that oh, that time okay. period but no she's way past that is it is it too much for me to ask what is wrong with that time it was period? just very like cultural appropriating uh, like okay. that yeah it was just like her doing a lot of stuff that just didn't make sense it's like why are you doing this like okay. why are you yeah, I don't know. Say just, less. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. So it's just, it's rough. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't have a whole lot more left to say. I guess one thought that I had that I haven't brought up yet was Billy Ray. <laughs> and I kind of like, I respect that he like supported this so much like the hannah montana thing he supported it so much and he supported it so much that he was a part of it himself you know (laughs) yeah like it's his own daughter yeah and he's got these connections in the country music industry like rascal flats and taylor swift have cameos in this movie Mm -hmm. is there another one that i'm missing or was it just Uh, those two that's the only one that i know well yeah like so you know, like, he's got the connections, he's got the money, they, yeah, they do the whole Hannah Montana thing, and he's part of the whole thing, and, like, yeah, I don't know, like, yeah, good, good, good for him, like, supporting his daughter's dreams, to the point of, like, like, that's a dream, you know, like, your daughter's talented, you help her get a show, and then you get to be part of the show, yeah. I'd be pretty stoked. Well, I don't even know if that's how she ended up getting the show. I think she had auditioned in- oh, okay. initially for Lily, but then they liked her as Miley, or they liked her as Hannah, and then they decided to make her character be Miley, and then they, I think they decided, like, oh, why not have your dad just play your dad? I think that's how it and happened. And he was on board with it? I mean, I guess. Well, obviously. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you be? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they made a ton of money. <laughs> oh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I think part of... um, I could have been completely wrong about how that all unfolded as well. So someone needs to fact check me. But I think that's how it happened. Do you remember when um, Lil Nas X came out with Montero and so many people were like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's not a country song. It's not appropriate for kids. My kids wanted to see this. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, because all the kids like Lil Nas X because they really liked um, Old Town Road. And oh, I, you're talking about Montero. Okay, sorry. sorry. Sorry, 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 I was thinking of Old Town Road. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, yeah when he no, did Montero, no, yeah. and that yeah. was like, oh, my kids want to iconic. see this. And it's like, yeah, it is iconic. <laughs> but it's like, it's not appropriate for children. Yeah. And like all these like parents were like, oh, my, my kid wanted to see this because they were fans of Old Town Road, probably because like he did that song with Billy Ray Cyrus. And they're yeah. like, that kind of gave it this like, I don't know more well, I think, I or is think, it just the countryness? I think the song was released before Billy Ray was on it but because people were like this isn't considered country like a country song um, and there was like a whole thing about like what's considered country music I think Billy Ray jumped on it to be yeah. like this is a country song I mean that song like, is great 
Yeah, I like that song. <laughs> I like Lil Nas X. He's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, what I was trying to get at there was like, yeah, maybe the Billy Ray being added to it is what made, I don't know, not Disney-fied it, but like, you know, um, like the parents that are like, oh yeah, Billy Ray, mm-hmm. Hannah Montana is good for the kids. And then, mm-hmm. and like Lil Nas X, oh yeah, great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes out with Montero and they're like, ah! <laughs> I'd be like, still show your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him, honestly. Yeah. And he like, he seemed to just not care about that reaction at all, which is kind of part of the point. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. <laughs> Love him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else before I say some facts? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, oh, that's your notes. Let me find mine. Um, so I just wanted to point out that we have now watched three Tyra Banks movies, <laughs> or at least fe- at least three, featuring three Tyra Banks. Three movies with Tyra Banks. Yeah. <laughs> um, did so you assign all of them? I did. So yeah. it was Life Size, Coyote Ugly, and Hannah Montana. Yeah. Movie. <laughs> A lot of Tyra this year. A lot of Tyra. It's all this year too. <laughs> I don't know why. And I forgot she was in, like, half of it. Like, yeah. I forgot. Um, yeah, I forgot she was in this movie. And then, like, as soon as the scene came up, I was like, oh, <laughs> Tyra Banks is about to pop up. Yep. Um, so, at $17.4 million, it had the biggest opening day gross ever for a live-action G-rated movie. Um, wow. Yeah. So, the budget for this movie was $30 million. Gross U.S. it made seventy nine point five million, and gross worldwide nice. it made one hundred and fifty five point five million. Nice. Yeah. So. I almost expected a little bit more, but really, that makes sense. I think that's a lot. No, that, that does make sense. Yeah. Um. So in terms of live action films, it's the second theatrical live action released by Disney. So the, th- sorry, theatrical. Did I say that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Wait, live action it was theatrical the, released by the by Disney Channel. Disney Channel. The first being High School Musical three. No, <laughs> I think that came after Hannah Montana. It did. Yeah, that came way after Hannah Montana. No. Yeah. So the first being the Lizzie McGuire movie. <gasps> you're right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. High School Musical. Yeah, later. High School Musical three was what 2011. Yeah, I was like a full teenager because I did not go see that movie. Oh. I was a full teenager. Okay. Yeah. I, for some reason, it was before that in my head, but that makes uh, sense. No, yeah. So I the think... first being Lizzie McGuire. Okay. Then Hannah Montana. But in terms of just theatrical releases in general, like including animation, it's the eighth theatrical movie based on a Disney show. Um, so the first oh. seven were DuckTales the movie, um, which came out in 1990, makes A Goofy sense. Movie, which came out in 95, uh-huh. Doug's first movie, which came out in 99. That's Disney? Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was Nickelodeon. No, no, no. Recess Schools Out, which came out two thousand one. Lizzie McGuire movie two thousand three. Teacher's Pet two thousand four, which I did not know there was a Teacher's Pet movie. I did. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course, and then Hannah Montana and Miley Cyrus Best of Both Worlds concert. So they had like a concert. Oh, like a. I see. And that came out just a year before this one, so two thousand and eight. Was the Teacher's Pet movie when uh, Christy Carlson Romano was singing uh, the Teacher's Pet song? She's like, oh my, Teacher's Pet, pet. Oh, yeah, I want to be Teacher's, teacher's Pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, don't I know. remember seeing that commercial a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. So, another fun, well, not so fun fact. So, what? Not, we have a not so fun fact on the so Hannah Montana fact. movie? Yes. All right, go on, please. Um, I want to so, hear this. <laughs> I mean, it's not too I just exciting. Sat up. <laughs> it's not that exciting. Um, so there was a day on set where Miley was shooting a scene uh, next to a Ferris wheel, 
And because there were high winds, it blew a piece of lighting equipment onto the Ferris wheel and injured several extras. Oh, no. Which, like, how terrible. Like, you're already on a Ferris wheel, and it's windy, and a piece of lighting comes down and those, injures people. Those Ferris wheels are That's scary. No yeah. yeah. Ooh, and it's a Disney production. Hmm. Dead puppies. Dead. There's dead <laughs> no, puppies. No, I was, oh. like, I was saying that. It's like it's. A, it reminds me of like the secret behind like snow buddies. Oh yeah, it. yeah. No, it was uh, not snow buddies. Um, was it, air, it was buddies. air air buddies? I thought it was the snow buddies. Oh, was it was it was snow buddies? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was getting confused with snow dogs. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. No. Um, yeah, dear well, listener. Uh, yeah, if you're, deep dive into that. Yeah, if you're not familiar with this, um, some of the dogs on the Snow Buddies movie. Trigger warning. This is sad. Um, yeah, I just like said it. Just had to bring up the dead dogs. I'm sorry. Yeah, some of them. Some of them died because they were too. They were too young to yeah. get their full parvo shot vaccinations, so mm-hmm. they ended up dying because of that. Yeah, and they went through quite a few. Yeah, there's a whole YouTube yeah. deep dive it's on wild. it. Yeah, it's yeah, it is, it is wild. Yeah. And the last fun fact, so Natalia Dyer is in this movie. Who? That's the girl from Stranger Things, Nancy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and this was her first on-screen appearance. Nice. She had a British accent and everything. Yeah. She crushed it as a Hannah Montana fan. Uh, Yeah, sure. (laughs) But yeah, that's all that I have on the Hannah Montana movie. Same. Nice. All right. That was fun. Yeah. Shall we move on? Let's do it. All right. All right, so I was assigned this week to watch Food Wars, which is an anime show. When did it first come out? I want to say it came out in America in like 2015 or 16. Okay, so it's fairly new. 15, yeah. Okay. Um, so to give a summary of the show, the story follows Soma Yukihira, um, who's just kind of like your or, act. I was Yukihira Soma. I mean, his first name is Soma, but like oh. in the show, we watched it in Japanese. So yeah. We're like Yukihira Soma all the time. So okay. Anyway, sorry, Soma. Got you. Yeah. Um, who is like your average teenage boy, and he works at a small restaurant with his dad, who is like very attractive, and I wish he was in the show more. His dad like <laughs> is. Yeah. objectively attractive. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why did they make him so attractive? <laughs> and he just like disappears. It made me sad. Yeah. Um, but basically after this, their small restaurant gets destroyed by these developers who are wanting to tear it down. Um, his dad decides to go off to cook in New York and basically tells Yukihira to like use the time to craft his culinary skills by going to this, like super elite culinary school, which I think they mentioned had like a 10% acceptance rate of students or something like that. It was like a 10% acceptance rate with like a 1% graduation rate yeah, or something. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, okay, like I want to be working at the shop, but I guess I'll do this. And so he, there's basically a test. You have to cook something in order to get into the school. And this test is judged by one of the students of the school named um, Irina Nakira, or Nakira Arena, if you're going to flip the names. Um, Isn't it not Nakiri? Nakira? Nakiri? I don't know. I googled their names because I didn't write them down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Irina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she's, like, one of the best chefs in the school. Like, she just has, like, such a refined palate. Um, And she's super tough on everyone, basically, because she's, like, the baddest of them all. And so she... Uh, he cooks a dish for her 
and she likes it, but she refuses to acknowledge that it's good because everyone's basically like, oh, you're like this poor kid who like doesn't know true like culinary, like cuisine. Like you don't know, like you don't have a refined taste because Mm. all you know are these like dishes that you make at your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, So they all are like judging him hardcore, which like get out of here with that. Um, and so she refuses to acknowledge that his dish is good. And she's like, you don't make it in. You don't pass. And so, yeah, he's like, well, what the heck? I didn't get into school. <laughs> um, however, I think, like, the director ends up accepting him. Um, yeah, I think his dad called in a favor. Or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And so he ends up getting into the school, which, like, is to her surprise. And she's very upset about it. And as he gets into the school... Um, they like make an announcement that he's a new student and he declares that he is going to be the top student at the school. Yeah, they're like, oh, new transfer student. Uh, you want to say something like on the microphone to everybody? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be number one. This is just a stepping stone for me. Um, <laughs> so thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone is obviously livid because they're like, who does he think he is? Like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, and so the remainder of the show, which I, we only watched seven episodes, but what I imagine is the remainder, remainder of the show is basically now he's trying to become like the number one student. And we learned that there's, uh, the top 10, what are they called? The 10, the 10, um, which are like these 10 students who you have like the director of the school. And then these students are kind of like the governing board that makes a lot of the decisions like underneath the director which is wild yeah it's it's like there's the students and then above them there's the teachers and then above them there's the top 10 students yeah. that are the best at cooking yeah and then the director of the school yeah which yeah they're the highest governing body of the school which is like yeah can you imagine <laughs> i know it's pretty wild <laughs> that's crazy um and so yeah they're like hardcore like students who are really good at cooking and like his goal is basically to like be one of them and to like kind of take over and again be the best student um which means that he has to go through food wars in order to achieve that and a food war is basically you challenge a person um and both of you have to like basically provide like collateral like give up something like you have to offer something Mm -hmm. um and they have to be like of equal level and then whoever loses loses whatever and then the winner gets whatever was like agreed upon yeah they yeah they have to agree to the terms of the food war they have to put something at stake yeah and um and then there's three judges who determines who wins yes and they have like a a tasting and everything so i'm assuming kind of like iron chef yeah yeah, i'm assuming that's the majority the like rest of the show is like him just going through these challenges but also like learning new skills in terms of his cooking and yeah it's kind of it's kind of like my hero in that it's a combination of like competitions and then like lessons Mm. But where they're like being graded, yeah, and they have to do a specific assignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the show in terms of my thoughts. <laughs> oh, uh, ooh, we. <laughs> On paper, everything we said sounded really know, good, interesting, fantastic. right? Yeah, I know. So I am like. I'm on both ends of the spectrum in terms of a few things. So, on the positive side, I love the cooking scenes i love these challenges i love when he's in the classroom making stuff he's like known to be very creative in order to like uh, like achieve this task that he's doing 
And it's just so fun to like learn more about the different foods and like the process he went through of making the food and like why it worked and even that like he like substitute things or like do something different and how he obtained that or how he like figured that out and and also the animation is just really great like seeing the food looks so good it makes me so hungry mm-hmm. and like i literally wrote i was like i this show is making me want to give up my vegetarianism mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i'm like i want that steak <laughs> yeah his first food war is like they have to make a rice bowl with meat in it yeah and they it goes super in oh depth on this steak that he makes yeah with specific ingredients and like there's like chemistry involved with breaking down the enzymes of the protein of the steak to make Make it it tender tender. yeah oh my gosh i'm like it's like mouth watering right now it looks so good and like the sound like hearing the sizzling of like the pan and everything it's just it's so good and i love it so much and i love i don't know i like when they're cooking it's like so intense Mm -hmm. it's just like such a fun watch now, <laughs> however, <laughs> the caveat, a big caveat, the thing that I absolutely despise, yeah. <laughs> which is like, I'm like I said, I'm on such polar ends. Um, all of the female characters, females, I, there were some male characters as well, but particularly the female characters are so over sexualized. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can, I can look past a few quick moments Mm -hmm. sprinkled in and I can ignore it and even though I don't like it it's like okay whatever but this is in your face so aggressive non-stop like anytime a character tries a food their clothes are ripped off and it's like the super it's I mean a metaphorical (laughs) ripping off but yes yes it's gratuitous it's too much yeah Yeah. and i was like okay maybe that it's gonna be just like isolated to when they eat the food it is like even when they're not eating the food every female character it's nothing but shots of their chest yep and it's like constant yeah (laughs) that's all it is and i'm like it really is all the time yeah Yeah. and i'm like why because this show is you don't need like i don't i'm like maybe they're just trying to like appeal to people i'm like you don't need it the cooking alone is amazing and it like having that just in your face constantly really takes away from the actual like greatness of the show yeah and i've been sitting here like do i want to even continue watching it and you told me like oh it calms down a bit it does i've i've seen the second season yeah up to the second season and i recall the second i remember actively thinking watching the second season oh they've really toned down the whole like perversion thing Mm -hmm. yeah it's like but i have to make it to the second season and that's like i don't know it's just like it's just sad. Yeah. It just makes me sad. And so like, it's, I don't know. I want to keep watching it because like I said, I love seeing him cook and I love, I love this like woman character, like the female character. Cause she's just like, so like cool and strong and powerful. Arena. Yeah. Arena. And I love seeing her, especially like, I feel like in a culinary setting. Cause I feel like in real life and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's hard for women to be successful in like culinary mm-hmm, like the culinary mm-hmm. profession so it's like really cool to see like such a strong awesome woman doing that but i don't know i'm just like i'm uncomfortable <laughs> and i'm just like sad I about it. it yeah i'm like you're you're sitting here and describing the show i'm like you know this is a cool show but then it's like when we talk about the thing it's yeah. like oh yeah that's right like yeah it, and it really is just 
constant and it's like this dark cloud that hangs over the show that you just know is going to be coming at any time yeah yeah and it makes me oh it makes me so sex i'm like it doesn't need it you don't need it why is it in here what's the reason what's the purpose yeah i was looking up some facts on the show and uh the critical reception is indeed mixed where it the the narrative and the depiction of the food and like the accuracy of the depiction of the food and the recipes there's even a cooking book that came out oh my gosh with, can, we go, can we buy it sure um <laughs> it's probably all online um because it was like 2015 mm-hmm. but um but then like and then all of the reviews also like pan it for the over sexualization and the overuse of fan service that is just constant all the time mm-hmm. um so i did try to I did some digging onto Reddit to try and figure out, like, why is it so sexualized? Yeah. And the opinion seems to be that it's kind of like a sex sells type of thing. Um, And, like, they do tone it down and they focus more on the food. Um, But I think it was, like, they play it up. Culturally, Japan is different. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like... They play it up at the beginning for like humor purposes, uh, purposes, um, and for like the whole you know like sex sells kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. And, and I guess like there is also a whole genre of anime. Mm-hmm. Like there's shonen anime, which is what we typically watch, which is like you know I'm gonna be a hero. I'm gonna be a hero. <laughs> you know, transfer student yeah. in high school. Kind of, yeah. Um, and there's shoujo, which is more of like romance, um, appeals to girls specifically. And then there's also what's called ecchi, mm-hmm. which this technically falls under, mm-hmm. which is much more of that fan service and kind of like, you know, the curves of people's bodies having that like slight shine on mm-hmm. them, which is like, what? Well, so, so um, like, but like who, who's the target demographic? Anybody that enjoys that. <laughs> um, seriously. I mean, yeah. but like it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think the target demographic realistically is like teenagers, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's, it's a lot, even for teenagers, you know, like it's not, it's not appropriate, you know, like yeah. it's not, I wouldn't want somebody who's like developing to <laughs> like look at this and be like, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but I mean, at the same, like teenagers are horny. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, for like a better way of putting it so yeah um i don't know it just like especially like as a woman yeah no for sure i'm like i don't want like i don't want anyone to like look at me in this sort of like way and the fact that like this this show is making you look at a woman in such an objectified way it is not yeah it like makes me like like it stresses me out because i'm like this feels so grimy and so just like uh, like what is like what's what are we getting out of this they do sexualize some of the male characters sometimes but they like they but it's not in the same way yeah it's it's very different it's like no it's like they will have like maybe their pants off and it's like a ha ha like they just they're only wearing an apron like this one character in particular and that happens only like twice. There's only like two times where you see like male nudity. Right. 
and I mean, for clarification, there is no straight up nudity. In yeah, this. yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. But like, I mean, you see quite a bit. It's all, yeah, of it's like implied. Sideness. Yeah, si- sideness. Yeah, good, good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I don't. It's just, it's so much different. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did read in that same Reddit thread that the um, it's etchiness is like extremely tame compared to other things that would fit into that genre. Really? Yeah. I feel like at that point, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, slip 40 and slip. Yeah, yeah. At that point, that feels like pornography. Right, right. Well, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen, this is, this is like by far the most like fan servicey anime I've ever watched. Yeah. And it's, and it's not for that, that I watched it. It, yeah. I, I watched the first two seasons because I genuinely thought like the story with the food and the cooking and the food wars and like the fact that they go to this school that's like all focused around cooking and the students have to like grow their own ingredients and like cultivate them and like they don't just get their ingredients handed to them and they have to like build up that like flavor profile that they're known for and everything is like super cool yeah so like that's the that's the one thing about this show no for sure i just like i don't i mean if that's what someone wants to watch that's totally fine i just wish there was a version of this that didn't have those things yeah because that would be so amazing and like so cool but yeah i mean (laughs) as the as the show progresses from what i recall they still play up the like people having really intense reactions to eating food yeah um but maybe not so quite in a like metaphorically this food is so good that your clothes rip off kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did read, sorry, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Um, I don't think so. Um, I did read that the author or the, you know, the, the, the writing team in order to come up with some of the reactions that the characters would have, because they are kind of like random sometimes, they get more random. Um, they would play free free word association games, like free association games, and they would just come up with these like combinations of words. And I have this quote uh, from the author Yuto Sukuda. He just said, "Out of those words we throw out, we choose the ones that are unexpected, but where the fans might understand our thinking." And that's mm-hmm. just how they came up with that, wow. which is just wild uh, to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Because there there are some. There's one I remember. I don't know, I might not be getting this right specifically, but there there are ones where like, you know, they'll eat some chicken or something and then somebody's like, wow, and they're like flying through the clouds in a chicken suit and they're like, I feel like I am the chicken or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, it, yeah. it can be pretty humorous in that regard. Mm. Um, yep. Uh, all right, other things that I have on here. Um, Oh, Shaliop and Steak. I wanted to talk about Shaliop and Steak. It looks so good. So Shaliop and Steak is this dish that the main character, uh, Yukihira Soma, makes as part of his first food war, where he is going against this girl who uh, wants to take out the rice bowl research group on campus, and uh, he is representing the rice bowl group, and he... The, the head of the rice bowl group, his whole thing is that rice bowls are meant to be uh, like cheap, t- 
tasty and quick. Mm -hmm. And so the girl that he's going up against, like her family owns this whole like steak empire. So she's got grade A5 steak ready to go for her food war. And he's like, nah, this is a, this is a a rice bowl. It's gotta be cheap. So I'm going to use like cheap ingredients. And, uh, so he comes up with a shaliap and steak, which is like, he cuts up onions really, really small. And he like slices parts of the steak and then he pounds it down. And then he puts the, the onions on the steak and it like the onions, I guess have some kind of enzyme in it similar to uh honey that like breaks down the uh it, it makes the meat more tender essentially and then he uh he cooks the steak and then he takes the steak out but he leaves all the juices from the steak in the pan he puts red wine in there and then he uh puts the the diced up yeah, minced onion. onion in there and then he puts the onion on top of the steak and then he puts that on the uh on top of the rice which he put like a little bit of plum sauce in the rice as well to make it kind of have this like refreshing flavor to make it like every bite i take makes me hungrier um sounds so good and they depict it like it looks so good um so he he makes that whole thing and let me tell you, when I saw him do that, I was inspired. <laughs> I have tried to make shaliap and steak two times, and I was a senior in college. And let me tell you, I was not successful. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was not that easy. Yeah. I did for a long time, though. Every time I would make steak, I would marinate it in this like red wine uh red wine garlic honey and pepper uh marinade and you know i did that so i could make my steaks a little more tender and highly recommend um but yeah this i mean this show had like an impact on like me just cooking food for a few years wow and yeah shaliop and steak wasn't quite successful (laughs) but i did find like the exact recipe in the official cookbook Mm. um on how to make the shallop and steak in the show. And I'm like, you know what? Let's give it another go. It's been like seven <laughs> years since the last time I tried to make this dish. Yeah. I'd be, you know, willing to try it out. Then I'm going to want some and I can't right. eat any. Right. Tears. <laughs> um, and the other thing about this show that I do like is that like, you can compare it to My Hero Academia where it's like, My Hero is they have superpowers instead of cooking they're you know they have superpowers and they have competitions and they have classes and they're graded and they have lessons yada yada um but then this is basically that but in cooking form and what makes the the fact that this is cooking so interesting is that like you can apply this to your own life like you can watch this and be like oh i want to cook that too and you feel like you watch the characters do it and you're like oh i can do it too whereas you watch my hero Granted, my hero is not nearly as sexualized as this. It does have some sexualized moments, but yeah. but not nearly at the level that this show does. Um, but like my hero, you know, like I can't just go do superpowers. I don't have superpowers. <laughs> it's funny that you say you watch the show and you like I can make that because I watch it. And I'm like I'll never be able to make something that good. <laughs> like and there's just no way I could try as hard as I can. And I'll be so disappointed because I'm sure it will not taste anything like it would had these 
if they were real chefs and made that for me. Yeah. yeah. The the ultimate best way to describe this show is that yeah, it's like it's like if you went to Sky High, but it was for making food and every time the main character feeds somebody something, he ratatouilles them. Uh, so like in Ratatouille, when the main food critic, food critic, uh, eats ego. the ratatouille, yeah, ego, yeah. he eats the ratatouille and he has this like reflection back to like his childhood eating ratatouille. It's like the main character does that every single time somebody eats his food, but make it sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the girl that he like faces off against with that shallop and steak, it's like, she takes a bite of it. And suddenly she's like, it tastes so good. She's like confronting her own childhood trauma, which was like, whoa, how good does a food have to taste to make you do that? You know, I kind of get some, I mean, not the sexualization part, but I kind of get the like, like the just like intense reaction to a food because I've definitely had some food that was just so amazing that you're just like not, like you just can't even put into words and you're just like, making noises <laughs> because you're like this is so good oh I've my had, gosh <laughs> i've had a uh it was like a bacon wrapped hot dog with coleslaw on top of it at uh, on the alley in santa barbara california i don't think they actually serve that uh anymore it's called the alley dog but i remember the first time i had that i started talking to it you know the like <laughs> yeah. food is so good you're like oh, there's like sometimes where you just you're so good yeah. i'm so sorry i don't want to finish you you're so good yeah <laughs> and it's like oh it's just crazy honestly this is going to sound so funny but in vegas guy fieri's restaurant yeah like the best chili this is when i ate meat the best chili i'd ever had and it had the perfect piece of cornbread on top and like to this day i think about that chili because i'm like it was just so delicious like i think i ate it in like five seconds and like wanted to order another one well yeah yeah see that's what that's (sighs) everybody eats we all love we all we all have to eat food. Yeah. And that's what makes this show so appealing. So it it is a shame that they have to throw the uh mm-hmm. all that over sexualization on top of it. Yeah. Because yeah, it could totally exist on its own. Truly. As Truly. A, just as yeah, it's a great concept. It's just so good. Yeah. I it would be cool if you kept watching it, but we'll see. I probably will. I probably will, cause I, I do want to. I want to like see him battle more people. I want to see more food being cooked. Yeah, and like learn about the dishes. It comes out yeah. to five seasons total, and I've only seen the first two. Yeah. So I like knowing that it's like it's done now, and there was five seasons. I'm kind of like, oh, it would be cool. Like I have not been excited mm-hmm. about anime at all recently. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's right. There is this one that I like. I never finished. Assuming it does indeed like tone down the sexy stuff, um, mm-hmm. like I would totally be interested in finishing it. Yeah, yeah, I probably will watch it. Continue to watch it. Well, we'll uh. see. We'll, we'll provide an update on that. Yeah, yeah. I probably will though, because like I said, I am very, I'm still very interested in the story. So, same. Yeah. Yeah. And there's oh, there's a character that they introduce later that he's like. The King of Spices. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Nice. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I like that they have, they all have their like specialty, like specialty areas. Like the girl is like the meat, what do they call her? The meat. 
the I don't know the meat queen or something. No, it's something. Yeah. The meat master. I think, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Master so, of meat. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I like that they have like their specialties of like I do this. Like this is my my thing. Yeah. That's cool because it's like their super like their superpower. Like you were saying. Like yeah. My hero. The 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 main not main girl but the kind of like the side girl that's kind of like his closest friend throughout the show. Um, she like has massive confidence issues. But, like, her thing is she makes, like, cozy food. Mm, like, comfort food? Yeah. Mm. But, like, it's, like, cute. The way uh, that it's presented. Yeah. It's, like, cute and small, but it's, like, comfortable and cozy and delicious. Mm. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. I haven't seen much of, like, what she can do yet because she's just stressing over I everything. I know. She stresses out and she's, like, <laughs> getting Fs and stuff. And, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's everything that I had. Nice. Well, let's do our assignments. Cool. So we've talked a lot about like the possibilities of what I could assign you this week. Uh, it sounds like you just want me to give you a movie at this point. Um, so I guess that's what I'll do. Okay. So in honor of uh, two days ago, um, yes, uh, you know, the new Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom came out. But that's that's great, and I've been playing a lot of that, and I pr- forgot to provide that update at the beginning. Yeah, uh, I was like, we didn't do our weekly update. Yeah, so far, so good. Uh, enjoying it. Haven't gotten to play it that much because we had to drive uh, here, but I'll probably play a bit of it tonight after this. Um, anyway, that happened on Friday, but you know what else came out on Friday? What? The 10th anniversary of Daft Punk's Random Access Memories album, their last studio album. Um and in honor of that, I'm going to assign you the Daft Punk documentary mm-hmm. called Daft Punk Unchained. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I like really don't know much about Daft Punk other than that. Working on a microphone. <laughs> like, other than that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Um, okay. I want to ask you what you prefer because okay. I know you are really wanting to just like focus on playing zelda playing zelda yeah would you like a show or a movie i mean it seems like pretty obvious that i'd probably want a movie i mean i still wanted to just ask you know it depends, on, it depends on what the show is well i'm not gonna tell you how long gonna... are the episodes of the show they're probably about 45 minutes mm. maybe i mean i'd be open to it but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you. No, you tell I, me. I don't I don't care. Because you you're gonna get cranky if you don't have time to play Zelda. That's you're true. Like, I gotta do. You know what? This. Okay, because this is like the first week <laughs> of Zelda, and I'm just like I'm really trying to like I'm I'm already seeing like spoilery things that I don't want to see online, and I'm like I need to play and get caught up so I don't experience like everybody else has seen things that i haven't mm-hmm. like that there's there's a big zeitgeist cultural moment happening right now that i like yeah i guess i have been getting a little cranky because i haven't quite gotten to be a part of it as i have been wanting to be in the build-up to this game coming out mm-hmm. cause it's been seven years since the zelda game came out um so i guess yeah let's go with the movie <laughs> all right then i'm gonna assign you stepford wives i have really no idea what that is nicole kidman it's basically the og don't worry darling okay what's, i think what's don't worry darling 
The one with Florence Pugh that recently oh, came out. I, think, I don't even really I know what that's. Similar. I don't really know what that's about I either. I think they're similar. The trailer made it seem similar, All but right. Stepford Wives came out. I want to say in the nineties or early two thousands. I'm assuming it's about like women who kind of not revolt against their husbands, but like there's kind of like a nuclear family kind of thing going on, mm-hmm. and the women are expected to like be at stay at home, mm-hmm. and then they, uh, I don't know. Maybe some resentment and then whatever that leads into. That's what yeah. I'm expecting. Based on the Don't Worry Darling thing. It's slightly different, but right. okay. you'll see. All right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay, so next week we will have Daft Punk Unchained and Stepford Wives. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. I think they'll be... Never mind, I don't want to say any spoilers. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll see you then. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully the audio came out all right yeah the room is a little echoey i feel like i was sitting weird because i was like scared yeah we're not the microphone wouldn't yeah we're just it. yeah but oh well we'll see how it turns out <laughs> yeah. uh all right see you next time bye have a great week bye